Uh, thanks, Lucas. When I'm not uh, making a deal with God, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Uh, you know, asking Lucas, I asked God to switch our places. You know, yep. I've been running up that road. I've been running up that hill. Oh, damn it. I haven't been watching. So, you know, oh, I got yeah. I got to watch. I got to watch the new season. Oh, damn it. But I, I get the reference. Like, obviously, everyone's been playing that song. So uh, I've never I watched it. a lick yeah, of I, Stranger Things. What's that? I've never watched a lick of Stranger Things. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's entertaining. If you like sci-fi and like homages to old 80s sci-fi movies, it's worth your time. It's a pretty likable cast, too. Um, Lucas, uh, we can open up with a couple uh, with a couple uh with a couple shopkeeping things. Sure. Um, you're the podcast preeminent uh, Jurassic Park franchise fan. To, to, uh, to, quote, to quote the guy in the office space, uh, John McGinley, I celebrate the entire catalog when he talks about Michael Bolton. I, I think oh, I know yeah. what we're going to talk about, though. Yeah, uh, Jurassic World Dominion is currently sitting at a 39% approval rating. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, your your thoughts? I'm gonna be like the Baghdad Bob meme, or like Leslie Nielsen and Top Gun or uh, Naked Gun. Nothing, nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah. Look, you can't beat the first Jurassic World. You cannot. Um, it's one of my favorite. It's my favorite movie of all time. It, it truly is. Jurassic World. Jurassic Park. Okay. You um, said Jurassic World, and I was like, Whoa. I'm not trill. I'm not trill. Remember when he said he. He like oh, yeah. had that moment where he thought it was better than the first movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, buddy. Um, I watched all five this past weekend. Yeah, I don't have a life, but I felt like watching them all um, just to kind of get up to snuff and see if I enjoy the movies better. And um, I think Jurassic World is the second best one. I think that's pretty easy. Um, but this new one, look, you know, I, I kind of think about it as if you don't like these movies, you're not going to like this one. And the plot has gotten really messy and convoluted. It has, but I'm still going to enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I will be shocked if I walk out of this movie tomorrow and go, man, that was a steaming pile of shit, but I can see why people don't like these movies, especially since the first, first movie overall holds like is such a highly regarded, like you you take such good care of it and its legacy, but then every other movie, pretty much, excuse me, every movie since then has just been meh, you know, all right. But I like Jurassic World a lot. I I think it's the member berries, but like, man, that felt good to see that when I went to see that in theaters. But um, I'm going tomorrow night and um, I'm going to IMAX because Cassie hates it and I have to, I have to, you know, burn it, burn my IMAX viewing. And uh, then I'm going with, with her and my mom on Friday night because I've been to every Jurassic World movie with my mommy, Jurassic Park movie with my mommy. So it's it's the first movie that I saw in theaters, the first Jurassic Park. So, you know, I I hold it in such high regard, like seeing the T-Rex break out of the cage for the first time is like, it still gives me chills. And it's such a powerful moment. And the CGI still holds up. So like, I don't know. Long story short, 
short story long. I'm I'm excited, but I I am nervous at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to think tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, there was there would be an there would be Jurassic World had the opportunity to do to do some pretty interesting commentary uh, about those who created the park taking an idea that that failed horribly <laughs> yeah. and resulted in the deaths of hundreds of people and being like, what if we did that again, but also did a universal city walk <laughs> and had a Margaritaville and had a Margaritaville and a Starbucks. And apparently Cassie found a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. What if we did all that? Except it totally can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Except we put downtown Disney in it. Uh, it. And it would have been this really interesting commentary on originality and how yeah. capitalism bleeds originality in favor of formula and algorithm. Um, but it was made by, uh, by a company owned by Comcast. So it <laughs> never had been that. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. I, I like the idea of Jurassic world. Like the park was cool. Like, you know, when you first see it, you're like, that's pretty sweet. And the attractions and all that. But like, I, I enjoyed the, the commentary of like the new dinosaur being sponsored by Verizon wireless. And like the fact that like our attendance was dropping because no one cares about dinosaurs anymore. Like equating it to a roller coaster like you know oh this roller coaster has been here for 10 years no one's riding it as much anymore we need a bigger faster taller one like i, I like that part of it i thought it was interesting but then it just gets like oh well let's let's open up you know let's build this dinosaur and i mean it it's interesting but i mean i like jurassic world but yeah. then jurassic world 2 is we need to ugh. we need to reskin the water dinosaur exhibit uh, to coincide with the release of Aquaman 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll put more of those scenes in the movie and cut a certain person out of it entirely. Um, uh, other but... housekeeping. <laughs> other housekeeping thing. Uh, do you guys want to hear my latest dating world fuck up? This one is really funny. Yeah, I would love to hear this. <laughs> so I'm talking to this. So I'm talking to this woman I met on Hinge. Right. And it's going really well. And we're talking about our religious beliefs, about how we were raised Catholic and, and Christian, respectively, and are now atheists. Right. And she mentions that one of her friends is in seminary school to become a Catholic priest. He's, he's going to join the priesthood. Uh, I replied with, uh oh, like a comical, uh oh. Uh, she went with what she replied with what um and i didn't know how to break to this woman i've never had face-to-face -face contact with that i essentially just called her friend a child molester so man you're the you're the ladies man i'm a real i'm a real dick richardson over here uh <laughs> I, I had to bail i had to bail on the bed uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I just had to come clean. I couldn't, I, I couldn't really spin that as anything else because she caught on right away. Yep. You just go, well, see you later. Good, good talking to you. 
Yep. I was like, well, fun while it lasted. <laughs> uh, Carter, you had anything going on the last couple of weeks? We've been off. Anything I have just. What's up? Anything exciting? No. <laughs> it's um, it's post graduation, just job searching and working at the job that I've been at. So I have not really been doing much. That's very eventful. Yeah, a lot of indeed.com. A lot of that. I know a few people who who need to go on (laughs) indeed.com. I do too. Half of them will be playing in the big 10. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll, and I will bring it up when I'm mad when Michigan state is losing by 10 to those players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't had much going on. I, I was supposed to golf tonight, but it got rained out. So I'm, I was pretty bummed that I had to stay home and hang out with my wife. Um, she's, I really hope she didn't hear that. Um, oh, wives, am I right? Wow. <laughs> Women, am I right, folks? Uh, uh, yeah, so really not much else going on. Um, let's talk. So – we have some interesting developments in basketball and football. So let's, let's talk football. Let's talk some football shop because we're closer to football. I think we're 92 days or no, not 92. We're in the 87, I believe. Let me check Steven's Twitter. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, what a banger. He knows. He always knows. Oh yeah. He knows. Um, Steven will, Steven will know how many days there are until we're, we we're definitely in the Steven I think world. we're in the mid 80s. I could probably count real quick. Uh great radio 31 31 63. He has not tweeted. I'm, I'm I think we're out. around 86 days. I think you're right. We're right like at 80 Yeah, I think 86. we're at 86. Yep, 86 days until kickoff. Yep, found it. Um has be here before F. we know it. Who um, is this who is this white dude? Is this Clancy Brown? Who is this Number guy that for Michigan State that Stephen tweeted? Yeah, no, he's old as shit. He looks oh. like fucking Clancy Brown. Shout out, <laughs> Mister Krabs. Oh, Clancy Brown from uh, Dexter and Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, yes, that's right. And and the voice of Mister Krabs. Yeah. Um. So while while we're looking up who that player is, uh, Alan Brenner. Alan Brenner. Okay. Yeah. Mel Tucker is coming and Mel Tucker has, has came this week. Um, not, not literally, I mean, maybe literally, but you know, we don't know that for a fact. Um, but we landed two four-star recruits on Monday. We got a commitment from a cornerback out of Denton, Texas, Chance Rucker, uh, four-star Nationally ranked 347th overall at his position, 35th in the nation, 59th in the state, um, in the state of Texas, which, I mean, that's a football breeding ground, so that's pretty awesome. Um, I haven't really been able to watch film on any of these guys, so, like, Carter, have you watched – like, you probably know more than I do about this. About these Yeah, guys. Chance – I'll say this. I haven't watched much film either, but Chance Rucker sounds like a Friday Night Lights character. So yep. I'm all in. That sounds like the name of a cornerback, you know, uh, coach. Coach has got to put him under his arm. You know, he's got a troubled home life. Uh, maybe he starts dating. Uh, what's the dot? Julie. You know, maybe he starts fooling around with Julie a little bit. Julie Taylor. I've never seen uh, Friday Night Lights. 
Oh, so I'm just, I'm out in the weeds here. Yeah. You're, you're out, you're way out in the fairway. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm over, I'm over on the eighth fairway. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but all time, all time Texas football name, I think chance Rucker. Yeah. He's that's, that's definitely a football name chance Rucker right there. It's like, if you're watching the show and it's like the main character is getting all acclimated to the school and then you see like, (laughs) They like, like, it's like very like villainous exposition. He's like walking towards him. Like, who's that? That's Chance Rucker. <laughs> no, but I, I did watch some Chance Rucker. I watched his huddle. Um, the thing about Chance Rucker is this guy is an absolute blanket. This guy, it doesn't matter what coverage he's in, whether, you know, he's, he's manning up against the receiver, whether he's sitting back in his zone, the receiver's not getting off on him. That's, that's the whole thing with him is, I mean, he's going to play incredible coverage and, you know, Michigan state's going to need that. So, um, you know, adding a player like chance Rucker will, yeah. And yeah, he is 347th ranked nationally. It's kind of interesting. He bumped down after uh, he committed. Cause I think new rankings came out either yesterday or today. Huh. Uh, and he was ranked 275 when he committed, but I mean, you still took, you still take like basically any player in Texas and they're, the best player in the state of Michigan. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it never hurts to, to, to get guys from Texas. I mean, Darius snow can be uh, an example of that. Um, and then Demetrius bell who committed today, kind of an unknown, not too long ago. Uh, and then today he got uh, a big bump to go up to uh, a four star. So that's two, four stars for Mel landing four stars for Mel is not hard to do anymore. Um, nope. And Bell is also another one who, when I was watching his film, I thought was used very in an intriguing uh, manner. He was all over the field. They put, they, they handed him the ball. They used him out of the backfield, used him in the slot out wide. Uh, they threw him slants, let him go, you know, try to beat guys downfield. They threw him deep shots and everything. I mean, this is a guy who you can use pretty much all over the field. I feel like we'll see him in the slot a lot. And also, on special teams. He's about six, one, I think one eighty something around that. So kind of similar size to like Jaden Reed. Uh, he definitely looks a little bit bigger than that though. And he's a very, very precise route runner. Um, and he was really, really good at tracking the ball. So, I mean, Mel got himself another a couple of players who, I mean, w- this is kind of like that stage where like two years ago, we'd get a guy like chance Rucker. We'd get a guy like Demetrius bell. And we'd say, that's our crown jewel of the class. But yeah. now with these classes that they're starting to put together now, these are the types of guys who are just, we expect to be in the classes, these, these four-star guys. And, and I mean, you know, with how the weekend went for adding guys on official visits, I think that it's going to be, they're going to continue to do that. I mean, they're going to continue to add guys or just like that even better. I mean, they had three, five stars on campus in David Hicks, Jaden Wayne and uh, Vic Burley. All of those guys are defensive linemen, defensive ends. Um, so it's clear that they're looking to build in the trenches in that way. Um, so, I mean, we should just continue. We should just expect re- uh, football recruiting to just keep going the way it's been going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing uh, that kind of gave me a little chuckle from those official visits is, uh, you know, Tucker, uh, they brought out a grand wagoneer, which is, probably the sickest new car that a big three that one of the big three have produced in a while um, because the new Mustangs are kind of ass. They all look like folk. They all look like Tauruses. Sorry, Brett. Uh, the Mach-E's are fine. They just kind of look like uh, 
they look like someone uh, uh, photoshopped an escape. You know, they look like someone put <laughs> put an escape through the Kim it's, K Photoshop. It's basically a Mustang sedan with with a hatchback. Yeah, not um, a fan. It is the grand, a- the grand Wagoneer is a sick fucking vehicle. And I just imagine Mel going to going to Spartan Stadium facilities and go, yeah, you know this pristine grass field that you guys work tirelessly <laughs> to preserve and make sure it's in perfect condition. I want to put a five thousand. I want to put a five thousand pound car on. That's what I found so interesting about the recruiting visits is Michigan State's football facilities compared to the facilities of the other places that some of these kids are going to visit, like the Alabamas, the Texas A&Ms, uh, things like that. I mean, our, our football facilities and things like that are just not up to par with those. So, I mean, it was kind of funny to see like the recruits and all those guys kind of on our fields there that like, especially the ones from Texas are probably like, yeah, I've seen like 10 fields that look just like this. But I mean, I think, I think Tucker and I think the staff, I think all like all the support staff too, I think they do a great job of, of, getting these kids excited to come to East Lansing. And then once they get to East Lansing, they have a fantastic time. I mean, David Hicks, like it was reported, he had an awesome time here. He's like the fourth overall recruit in the 2023 class. I mean, landing him would just, I think that would be like that stick of dynamite for the recruiting that would kind of blow it up. And then you'll see more and more five stars start to come to MSU. And then once the recruiting, and then once the recruiting is kind of on that level consistently, then you have, the staff who is, who is exceptional, at least, you know, from what we've seen is exceptional at developing these guys. So, I mean, if you're developing five stars, we're already incredibly talented, then you're going to have a team that will be able to compete for the college football playoff. So, I mean, I know we come on here every single week and we say, Oh, we're so excited for Michigan state football. You know, we can't contain our excitement, but I mean, it's completely, it's completely feasible. Like the, the, the buzz is palpable. It's, it's like what Mel Tucker is doing for a guy who was an 11th hour hire is nothing short of miraculous compared to where they were before that point. First choice, best choice, only choice, only choice. Mel, Mel Tucker. Well, Melbourne. and, and I think that's a, that's a good point. Carter is, you know, these, the, the high level recruiting, uh, the high level recruiting game is kind of like a, um, it's almost like a popularity contest, right? Where it, where if a couple five stars say, I'm going to go to Michigan State, then other five stars go, okay, Michigan State is, is serious, right? Yeah. But what about so, the graphics team? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, listen, Garrett? I love, we love Paul, friend of the yeah. show, Jackson, yeah. Blaze, all those guys. Great guys. They did a lot, but I, you know, as you know, the graphics team kind of is what it is. Um, yeah. But no, it's like, you know, you get a five-star, a couple five-stars to, you know, you do that hard work and then it almost becomes Michigan State that from that point on almost sells itself, right? Yeah. Where it goes, oh, well, you know, David Hicks is coming here. Let me take a look, right? Or Jane Wayne's coming here. What, what are they about? Like, let's go see what, what Mel Tucker and these guys are about. Right. And, and once the, and once the new facilities open, uh, thank you, Matt Ishbia, greatest mortgage slinger in the state of Michigan. Um, don't look at the stock price. Stocks are fake. Money <laughs> is fake. Move along. 
the economy's not real. Um, hmm, you know, Rocket sense. laid off 40,000 people and Gilbert hasn't given shit to MSU. So, ooh. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's just a matter of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in golf, right? Maybe we can talk about the live tour a little bit too. Um, the, um, it's like when you go out golfing and, and you're like, okay, like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I haven't touched my clubs in two weeks. You know, we'll just get out there and see what happens. And then you pure that first. And then, you know, you step up onto the first rough, you're, and you just pure that first iron and you're like, okay, I'm back. I'm in like, you're locked in. That's kind of what a four, that's kind of what a, that's kind of what a five-star does to your recruiting. It's kind of, it's just, it, it gets the momentum going, right? It's like the, it's the proverbial, uh, do you have a condom of recruiting? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt. And yeah, you know, you're going to be fucking said that the stick of dynamite that blows the dam open. I mean, that's like my, I like my analogy better. (laughs) We're a family friendly podcast. Um, No, we're not. (laughs) I'm, yeah, and like I, what Carter said, you know, we're excited about MSU football, not just for this season, because I think it can be special again in the future. And I mean, if you talk to me three years ago and saying, are you excited for Spartan football 2019? I look at you like the Tim Heidecker shrugging gif. I actually yeah. thought 2019 MSU football was going to win nine. Nah, I didn't. That, that Red Box Bowl just was just a complete a horrible palate cleanser for, or not, not a palate cleanser, but it was just a horrible way to end the season. And it just made me so sour. I had a better outlook after 38, nothing than I did that shitty ass bowl. And like, you know, that season ended up okay. You know, we got the program win hats after beating Maryland and, you know, won the illustrious pinstripe bowl and convinced Kenneth Walker, the third kind of subconsciously to come to MSU after a year. And um, uh, I mean, I'm just excited for the future. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see these kids on campus and like, you know, we're, we're recruiting everything and like everywhere. And it's just nice to see us. Cause I think we're a national brand. I really do. I think Mich- Michigan state football is a top 20 program of all time. Um, yeah. James, James Conn went to Michigan state end of tweet. Yeah. End of tweet, man. It's it's we are a national brand. Like you can you can say like one of my friends back when I worked at Dumbs kept calling Michigan State a, a regional brand, and I'm like no no. I mean, football was starting to be built. You know that was right before the Rose Bowl, and you know basketball was basketball. Michigan's so like, most famous alumni is Peter a war Bar- is a war criminal. Who? Gerald Ford. He was a Michigan alum. Yeah. Yeah. See, and people don't even know. I'm going to ignore that since I am a Ford owner and I like my Ford. Um, He's not even, is he, is he a part of the Ford family? Harold Ford. Gerald. He's probably a Ford, but like not affiliated with like, or not really connected or like works with the Fords who run Ford Motor Company. Like kind of like how the Lions Fords are not really a true part of the Ford Motor Company. Supposedly, but I mean, that's I think that's absolute bullshit. 
The only um, other fam- the only other famous alum is Tom Brady, who the fans wanted Drew Henson instead. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't let Michigan fans spin history on that one. They were booing Tom Brady when he was on the field. They wanted Drew Henson, the guy who ended up playing baseball for the Yankees. Think about that. Let that sink in. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for football. I can't wait for it. You know, we got our season tickets, and um, I'm not sitting up in, you know, the bleacher, the very, very last row of the bleachers. Like, I'm actually sitting where I can see the game without having to squint and see who the players are or rely on Twitter for, for plays. And um, I'm I'm ready for the tailgates like we talked about last time. I'm ready for the tailgates. I'm ready to wake up at 630, get to the tailgate lot, and just have a great time with everybody and see see everybody meet new people, um, grow our, our family, our brothers, our sisters, um, our, our true family. And, um, I mean, I don't have any more thoughts on it. Do you, you guys good on football? Or do you want to talk some more? I just wanted uh, to say um, – I mean, like when you said, like when Michigan State was a national brand, Mel Tucker was saying that like in his introductory press conference and like in press conferences uh, subsequential to that. Yeah. Um, Like before, like, and this was off of Michigan State winning seven games in the pinstripe bowl. And then, you know, them winning like two games after the the COVID season. Like he, 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 Mel has always believed in Michigan State, no matter how, where they were. Like, and especially once he got hired, like Michigan state was in the dirt and he's brought them to a point where they will become a national brand. So, I mean, he's really done just an absolute, you know, miracle on this program. Yeah. I mean, I think Luke fickle would have been a safe hire, but I mean, do we really think he'd pull in this many four stars? No, maybe, (laughs) maybe honestly. I, I don't know. He's done some good he recruiting at Cincinnati. Yeah, he's do, he's doing a great job. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to pull a drill. I'm not mad thing, but like I just I think about that, you know, because of because of that whole Twitter that Twitter for like 48 to 72 hours was absolute oh, fire, God. and you watch it was amazing. But like I I still like I say it, you know, like when when Mel Tucker said Spartan football is a national brand, that made me right there buy into him. Like, yep. This is my guy. Like I'm ride or die with him. Cause I was on the fence, you know, looked at his Colorado record and, you know, looked at his, his stops, but I saw he was a Saban guy. And especially when I, when I, when we all heard that Saban recommended him because Saban, you know, still has a soft spot for us. He, he does. I think I don't think he'd go on. I don't think he'd go on inside the locker room if he didn't. No, no, absolutely not. I haven't. Li- Did you guys listen to it? I have not. No, I have. We still haven't gone on yet. Yeah, Brian, um, we're waiting, buddy. We're pretty open. <laughs> yeah. We I mean, if we're I, I Brian, you know, if Riv could get on Woodward Sports, like, come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. If if with his fucking with this Katussi hanging out. That this is this is literally the part of the Mission Impossible trailer where the train just goes off the rails. I promise, Brian. This is my promise to you. I will be on my best. Not only will I be on my best behavior, I'll be a clean Disney. I'll be a clean Marvel PG thirteen. Yep. A, a couple dams, maybe a shit. You know, but 
I, oh, the other thing I promise, I promise to wear pants that actually fit. <laughs> yeah, like I, w- R- Will Riv, if you're if you're listening, you're not unblock me, please. Um, we love you. You're electric content. You really are. I follow Listen, you on TikTok. There, um, there's no shaming. There's no shame in shopping at DXL. No, Will. No, I'm a large adult man, and no, and exactly. There's no shame. There's no shame in the big and tall game. There's no gotta, shame. You got to know your size, buddy. You do. Like, you got to know. I'm a three X. I'm a three X. Maybe a tall. You got. You got to wear in the shorts, buddy. We need to talk about those. You got to wear. You can't be. You can't be wearing. You can't buy shit. I'm sorry. You can't buy shit off. You can't just buy shit off the rack. That's no. just the reality of of our situation. <laughs> and okay? I, you gotta. I, you gotta go to DXL. All right. I hope you're happy. I mean, you're living your life, but like, buddy, we're just. We're bringing constructive criticism to the table. You can't be having this katussie. No skatussy. <laughs> oh my god, that's I'm gonna laugh every time. Uh, but yeah, Will, we love you. Um, don't come on the pod. You won't. But like, you're not invited. But like, <laughs> you're not invited. But like, you know, we didn't watch you anyway. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> Just. Just unblock me, please. That's all I ask. Um, give me another chance, baby. Um, basketball. We we ended uh, the last pod uh, saying goodbye to Max Christie, um, his illustrious career at MSU. Boy, that sounded like I could just a giant dick move. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but whatever. Uh, we have we have some news. Um, Tom Izzo. It didn't. It, we didn't get the assistant over Memorial Day weekend like we were promised by Coach Izzo, so he owes us there. But last week he did hire, well, over the weekend or yeah, whatever. He did hire his third his third and final assistant coach for the staff, um, Thomas Kelly, former player from ninety five to oh nine or to ninety five to ninety nine. Played one hundred fifteen games in a Spartan uniform. It's basically this weird trade where we sent them Dwayne Stevens to Western Michigan and they gave us Thomas Kelly, who was an assistant at WMU for a couple seasons. Um, huh? I'm trying to do the, the trade noise. Oh, the... <laughs> uh, Kelly, you know, went on a semi-pro career or a pro career over in, overseas in a couple different countries, um, was a part of the first Final Four team for Tom Izzo. And... Um, he joins uh, Mark. <laughs> he joins Mark Montgomery and uh, Doug Woshek to form the three-member staff um, for for Coach Izzo. I don't have a lot of thoughts on this. It's not one that really moves the needle for me. But I mean, I don't hate it, and I mean, I don't have a reason to hate it unless we see things happen that are directly his responsibility as the season progresses, if that makes sense. Um, uh, Carter, you're the basketball aficionado among us. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Cause I don't have anything really to add. <laughs> I thought it was fine. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just what, like the third assistant spot. Yeah. I assume what is, is Mike Garland going to slide up to being the associate head coach or are they just not going to have that anymore? has to be i mean they they don't talk about he's a he's a special he's the special assistant to the head coach so he's assistant to the regional manager okay uh, for okay. tom Izzo. okay 
I mean, I, I, I have a lot of faith in, uh, in Mike Garland. I have a lot of faith in OG. Um, for me, Tom, the Thomas Kelly hire um, didn't pull me, you know, one way or the other, but there are people who are, who are having them pulled in one way. And, and, and I keep seeing like the, Oh, this is a, this is a late stage D'Antonio hire. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. No, no, it's not. We don't know what Tom Thomas Kelly is. This is one that I think that we should let play out. I, I mean, he has familiarity with the program and that's where I give him that benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't know what his responsibilities will exactly be, but I mean, outside of Doug Wojcik, I, I think the staff is perfectly okay. I mean, I said, I like Garland. I like, uh, I like Mark, Mark Montgomery a lot. And obviously Izzo knows what he's doing. I mean, he has a plan. Um, whether we like it or not, it's different from what he usually does. And uh, now he has Kelly who, you know, as I said, has a little bit of familiarity with the program. So this is a hire that I am saying, all right, it's fine with me. I'll, I'll let it, I'll let it play out. I'll see what happens. And I'm, I'm okay with it so far. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't like this. I don't like this negativity from the fan base. That's like, Oh, this is such a terrible hire. This is a, this is a D'Antonio hiring his friends thing. That's what Izzo is doing. I don't like that. I think we need to relax a little bit. This is just an assistant coach hire. This doesn't, you know, this doesn't change a whole lot. Um, so, I mean, I, the people who are saying like, this shouldn't have been the hire, you know, like who else would you have wanted? I mean, the only other guys are like what Maurice Joseph and Laval Jordan, things like that. People probably wanted to add a, a a former assistant or a former, you know, somebody who's familiar with the program and we got one. Um, it's just not the one people wanted, even though they don't really have a substantial answer for that question. I mean, why wouldn't Drew Valentine take a pay cut? To come, to be, come be an assistant. To, Gosh, be the head coach yeah, no. waiting for a couple of years. Well, I mean, why didn't Jay, he do that? Jay Wright's not doing anything. <laughs> make make Coach K say no. <laughs> make Jay Wright say no. Yeah, maybe God. if we get Coach K to come over here, he'll finally give John Shire his office. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think so, Spartan Dog. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep that office because you never know. Who's a bigger rat fuck, do you guys think? Coach K or Pete Buttigieg? Mm. Coach K. Coach K. I might say, like I might say Pete there. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Pete. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. Coach K's a rat fuck, but uh, Pete's a, a fed rat fuck. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Paying kids illegally? Cool. Working for the FBI? Not cool. Coach K reminds me of uh, that that bar or that Simpsons scene where Homer's like, "And who f- could forget Dear Rat Boy?" Yeah, Bart's <laughs> chewing on the wall. Yeah, I just think of I think of Rat Boy every time I see Coach K. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't mind it, but it's not one. But yeah, I mean, people thought we were going to get this home run higher, and you know, kind of like after uh, Luke Fickle said no, we were also coming to Brett Bielema possibly being our head coach. And I was ready for Tom Crean to put on the Spartan polo again. I'm like, man, I don't have a good feeling about this. We're going to get Tom Crean back. And, oh, I mean, he's a good recruiter, but I'm like, he's just, his best days are behind him. And I'm like, it's all fine. Nothing, nothing to worry about folks. We're all good. But then, yeah, I like this hire. Um, I mean, not doesn't move my needle. Doesn't, oh, Jesus, that was horrible. It uh, doesn't move the <laughs> needle yet for me, but 
I mean, I think he'll be fine. He's part of the Spartan family, you know, um, Tom Thomas, you know, he just picked someone from his, one of his brothers, one of his family. Um, so we'll see how it pans out, but we do, there's not really recruiting news, news for basketball, but there's been an interesting development. Um, we are trying to land um, Xavier Booker, right? Yep. Xavier, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why. Also, another addition to the staff. Huh? What's that? Uh, this was this was just announced earlier by our um, by our good friend and avid Snapchatter Jim Camperoni. Uh, <laughs> he posted on SpartanMag.com. I'm hearing some buzz that we could see Izzo do some staff shuffling including the hiring of a recruiting coordinator from a power five school. Mm. Yes. Now that technically fits Tom Creed's description. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to get all hot and bothered, but I do think having a recruiting coordinator is a smart move and yeah. is one of the quality of life things. Someone who is still trying to actively coach be competitive in the NCAA does. So I am very hopeful. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be Tom Crean. If it is Tom Crean, then that's a different conversation. I mean, he's a good, he's a really good recruiter. He was. So like, maybe he's got a little bit of that magic left, but oh man, (laughs) I spoke it into existence. He's the only recruiter. I had no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, if he's just a recruiter, not like a coach for us. Yeah, if he's not pulling in a Ryan Osborne and doing on-court instruction, you know. <laughs> we're up like twenty. We're up like ten early against Michigan. He like does this with the bench. He does the Paul? And, and then we get our asses kicked. <laughs> Him, Steven, and uh, that guy, that kid from IMG who's red shirting, just do the. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh so Xavier Booker is. He's getting offers from everybody. He's getting offers from all the big boys. You know, Coach K offered him. I mean, excuse me, John Shire offered him um, at Duke. You know, he's got a Kentucky offer. He's got, t- today he just got an Auburn offer. Yeah, he just got an Auburn offer. So Bruce Pearl's backing up the Brinks truck probably. Um, but uh, DK tweeted someone – I got to pull it up in our little chat um, – Duke offered another stretch forward for this upcoming 2022-2023 recruiting class. And he's not saying it's directly related to Booker's recruitment, but it does line up with it being a contingency plan, like a just-in-case button. Um, and if we can close this this out with Booker, and he really loves MSU, and he's he's been playing with Jeremy Fears, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And Devin Royal. And the, Devin the, Royal. The small yeah. forward that, they're, they, that they've offered and are recruiting really hard. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna jinx it. I, I mean, I feel pretty good about it, but you know, I've had my heart broken before by recruiting, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my emotions through that toll again. Um, nothing beats Jabari Parker for me. Um, that was it's still too soon in my eyes to think about Jabari uh, Parker, Josh Jackson, Vernon Carey. Oh, Josh Jackson wanted to come here, but his mom wanted money. Never forget. Josh Jackson did want to come here. Um, and uh, so right now we only have Jeremy Fears as our 2023 recruit, but that'll change. I mean, that, that's going to change. And I think it's going to change for the better. And if we can pull these two guys, I mean, I think the Izzo and D'Antonio comparisons have to be put on pause. 
for, for a bit. Like we, we can think about them, but I mean, if he's pulling in these big boys still, yeah, that, that ain't what coach D was doing. And I love coach D even I have been saying these comparisons are starting to come to light. Yeah. We'll, we'll pump the brakes on them. Um, so I think that's it for MSU stuff. Carter, have you seen any of the Top Gun movies? The Top Guns? No, I haven't. No, you gotta watch them. You gotta watch them. You gotta try to. Danger I've heard, I've heard so many good things about oh, the new one. Like I, I watched. I never saw Top Gun one before uh, the the Sunday before Memorial Day when I was I was getting bored. Well. I was watching the uh, PGA Championship, and then I decided to fire up Top Gun too, Top Gun the original, and I loved it. I was like, "Wow, this is actually pretty good." And I love the volleyball scene is very forward thinking, um, <laughs> very progressive, very progressive. I was impressed. Um, Hunter Dickinson watched that scene and had a had an awakening. <laughs> well, he's like uh, he's like uh, George when he gets the massage on Seinfeld. Okay, well, that's bringing up massages is a t- is a touchy subject. And well, I didn't mean Deshaun Watson, but you know, whatever, we'll go there. We won't. Uh, go, we're not going to go there. Um, yeah. What? What? Uh, what? The girl coming out of the pool during fast time was for for straights. <laughs> the volleyball scene in Top Gun was for Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, you had Anthony Kate's coming out of the pool. Anthony Richards, Peak Fitness, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, the other guy. Uh, I don't know who that was. Um, uh, Merlin. No, Merlin was Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. At the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Tim Robbins. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, I'm like, okay, this is a good movie. Because, like, you know, we heard Top Gun 2 was getting awesome reviews. And I'm like, okay, let's see. This is a good movie. I, I took my day. I took a personal day off of work just to chill. And I went and saw the movie. And... I'm pretty sure a I was the youngest person in there. It was full of old people, or people older than me at least. I'm old, but like full of boomers and stuff. Especially the guy right next to me who had pulled his phone out during the movie, and I couldn't help but laugh because even though he had his phone out, it was an iPhone like 12 Pro Max with like the text at the at the largest size. <laughs> so like I could see his text messages, and I just started laughing. I'm like. I'm not mad. This is hilarious. Like you, you can't, I, I don't know. That just cracked me up, but I love Top Gun too. It was so good. And like, it was one of those movies that I hadn't felt that way about watching moving theaters since Endgame. Mm. Like it was like a block. It felt like an old school blockbuster. Like you just had fun and it was really well paced. It moved fast and man, it was just a fucking absolute blast. It was it was phenomenal. And like, yeah, it, Carter, if you get bored and want, want to watch a movie, fire up Top Gun. It's worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, you know, I listened to Chapo Trap House talk about it. And, you know, besides doing this snarky dirtbag left like propaganda stuff, uh, they, they did mention uh, something that I didn't really that you don't really notice. But I think um, that I think once you realize it is like helps with the immersion of the movie. Um, a a great deal. The the scene where Maverick is, they're doing the dog fighting training. Mm. And he's just mowing everybody down, right? Phoenix is asking Bob to try to find Maverick. And Bob, like, 
places his hand on like the glass of the cockpit. Basically, mm-hmm. like turns around looking calm, and like that's just such like a natural human reaction someone would have in the cockpit of an F eighteen, like looking for another plane that's behind them. You know, it, it, it couldn't pop. Like you could have done that in like the the four dimensional screen thing they use for like the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, where you could have done that against a green screen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There was just something about being in like that, about actually being in the cockpit with them. Yeah, actually, like them actually flying. It felt so real, just even watching in the theater. Yeah, like I doubt they were real. pulling. I doubt they were pulling ten Gs. No, but you know, it just because no one knows what ten Gs feels like. It just felt so. It just had that extra. It had that extra. You know, that extra pizzazz. That like a you know like I love the Marvel movies, but the Marvel movies don't have that. Right? They all feel a little, a little fugazi. You know yeah, they do. It and you know that shit's real because they shot like eight hundred hours of footage, like flying in planes. So like that, a lot of that shit was real. That's that's what blows my mind. And like, I know you hate. I know you don't like Chris Castellani on LCB, but he did say something that I agreed with, and that was actually pretty reminded me a little bit of something that Trill would say. Tom Cruise, it seems like he wants to die doing one of these stunts. Yeah, well, I mean, he wants to die making a Mission Impossible movie where you like, I don't know, like he's going to go into space and like die. And that's going to be the movie. I made that joke to you. uh, That spoiler alert, Carter, uh, earmuffs. Uh, (laughs) The only reason Maverick doesn't die when his plane crashes is because Tom Cruise would actually want to die in a plane crash. So no one can write, no one can write the death of a Tom Cruise character because that crazy motherfucker is actually going to kill himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's gonna do that. Like he he want it's gonna be in a contract. Like I have to die in this movie. Like he'll be like I'm ready to go. Like I'm just I'm ready to call it a career. Yeah, I've cleaned out all my thetans. Uh, I'm I'm OT nine. I'm. <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go back to, I'm ready to battle Xenu or or whatever Scientologists believe happens after that. I don't really. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to go see Top Gun again. Like next, I think I'm going to go next Saturday while Cassie's at a pride festival. Um, Wow. Lucas not going to support pride. Oh, God Mm. damn it. Mm. Interesting, Carter. Stoking the this is a homophobic podcast fire. No. Yeah, every week we fail to beat fit. the homophobia. <laughs> we fail to beat the homophobia. <laughs> no, we all I'm, fall flat on our faces. She's going to Grand Rapids, and she's going with her work friends, and they're get, they're going to have like a booth there for their job. So, you know, that'll be cool. I'm an ally. I am a supporter. Always have been. Always will be. Um, I have the rainbow logo all over my stuff. Like the comp, like all the companies, you know, they pledge their loyalty and all that. So that, that's their loyalty. They're the <laughs> fucking, like your fucking, uh, what's, uh, what's that? What was that character that, that, uh, 
that mole-looking guy that picked up Obi-Wan and Leia. Oh, yeah. Or Frank oh, or Frick or Frack. Frack of Zach Braff, dude. Frack, yeah, fuck Zach Braff. Baby Fart McGee's axe or something. Uh, yeah. Gulp Shitto. Gulp Shitto, yeah. Gulp Shitto. Oh, um, I think we're pretty good then. We're, we're, we're good for this week, right? Yeah. yeah. I just want to say uh, uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many, uh, Aaron Donald coming back, Cooper Cup just got paid today. Um, this is all going to blow up in their faces in a couple years, but it's not my money, so I really don't care. The Rams, we're going to run it back, baby. My friends, my family, um, I'm actually flying to Tampa um, to visit one of Cassie's friends and the Rams coincidentally play the Buccaneers. So like I'm going that game. I can't wait. It's going to be the sting gift where I'm wait all the way, like probably in the last row again, like I have been at Spartan stadium, but um, yeah, Rams getting paid. It's all going to blow up or they're just going to start trading people, but you know, I'm enjoying the ride while it lasts. I just had to shout out my, my family. Um, so, uh, I think that's all I got. What do you, you guys got anything? Uh, Tuck, Tuck coming. Uh, watch Barry. If you're not watching Barry, you should be watching Barry. I got to catch up. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in two weeks and yep. we'll, uh, we'll see what's uh, happening. Okay. Carter, you all good? I'm all good. Okay, let me pull up the meat. I accidentally crossed out. All right, well, folks, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, you know, unless something mind blowing happens, breaking news wise for MSU, you know, we're gonna we're just gonna stick to two weeks throughout the summer. Um, just gives us time to chill and just bullshit around and enjoy our our friends and our family, our brothers, you know, our our partners. Um, gives us time to spend with them. So, fellas. Let's all have a good weekend, have a good two weeks, and uh, go green. Go white. Go white.